0: Hi everyone, I'm Liam and this is Words with Women. Welcome to another episode of Words with Women. Our guest for today is Julia Avery, a business coach based in Houston, Texas. Julia's passion for coaching started with fitness and only after two years in the industry and ditching her nine-to-five desk job, she found herself earning six figures. Fitness led Julia to the Cayman Islands for a full-time coaching and personal training gig after seven years in New York City. Shortly after, she started her own online business helping people through Step Up, her online coaching course that helps coaches who want to make a difference in the world build their online businesses. In today's episode, Julia will share with us her own journey and tips and tricks for building an online business. So join us for words of advice, words of wisdom on your bi-weekly podcast, Words with Women. Welcome back to Words with Women. For today's episode, our guest is Julia Avery. So welcome, Julia, and thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to chat.
0: And we're also joined by Anisha, who is part of Women in Management Network. Welcome back, Anisha.
2: Hello, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: I'm super excited for today's episode and I believe, Julia, you're still based in Houston, Texas? Yes. Ooh, how's the weather over there?
1: It's it's weird. This is like a weird time of year where one day it's like 75 degrees and then the next day it's like 35. <laughs> <So>. Oh, Wow. <laughs> It's like 60 degrees outside and sunny.
0: Yeah. No, definitely. For us, it's all around like snow because we're in Ottawa. We had a big
2: snowstorm two days ago. So yeah, I don't even know what that that
0: (laughs) is. It's depressing. That's all I can say about it. It's very depressing, especially with quarantine. But Mm -hmm. yeah. So I guess to start off the conversation, uh, I would like to ask you, how did you become a business coach?
1: Oh gosh! where do you want me to start? Um, so i I am naturally I think one of my qualities is I love teaching. So as soon as I learn something, I'm like, oh my God, everybody needs to know this, and I need to share yeah. it with other people. And so business coaching came out of me starting my own business and realizing like, ooh, other people are asking me how to do this, so why not actually figure out how to not just do it for myself, but how to teach other people. So it kind of naturally evolved that way.
0: Did you always want to become a business coach? Like, was it something that you envisioned yourself doing in the future?
1: No, I didn't even know that being a business coach was a thing when I, well, ever really until I started my own business or I decided to start my own. And I hired a business coach for myself because I needed to know what I was doing. I mean, I knew I could look up things on Google and try to piece it together, but I'm the type of person who, when I decide I'm going to do something, I want to do it right. And I want to save myself time and money and find someone who's done it and who's been in my shoes. So I had no idea business coaching was a thing until I literally followed someone on Instagram and everything she was saying, I was like, oh my God, she's speaking to me. I need to work (laughs) with her. And so if you had asked me even three years ago, if I was going to be a business coach, I would have said, oh, what?
2: <laughs> <I
0: wouldn't have laughs> what known. is that? Yeah. Honestly, it was through you that I discovered more what is a business coach and like kind of resonated with me. So I went, and did my research, especially that now, as you said, there's a lot of information out there on the internet that you don't even know what works and what doesn't work.
1: Yeah. No, it it's true. And like the business coaching, you can't see me. I'm doing air quotes. The business coaching industry is, it's not really like regulated. There's not like a certification that you have to go get like there is with personal training or being a lawyer or being a doctor or whatever. So it can be hard to tell who is actually the real deal versus who's just kind of like spitting out a bunch of fluff and is not going to actually help you. And like for anyone who's listening, who's like, I don't even know what a business coach is, that it's even Mm -hmm. hard to define it in that way. I think of it as someone who is going to help you grow your business and Mm -hmm. whatever niche. So I work primarily with health and fitness professionals because I was a personal trainer and a coach for a long time. So I know that industry really well, but someone could be really good at starting a restaurant and that's, they could be a business coach for anyone who wants to start restaurants. So it's just such a wide range that you really have to do your research and figure out who has the background that maybe like relates to what you want to do. Who do you feel like you can trust? Who's getting their clients results and then figure Mm -hmm. it out from there. Yeah.
2: Is your um, business social media based? Is that like the platform that you use to reach out to people and connect with your clientele? I do pretty much everything through Instagram.
1: I'm like yeah. expanding out a little bit so that I don't like put all my eggs in one basket, but it's easier to start with one platform. It can be really overwhelming. And you're like, I'm going to do LinkedIn and Facebook and mm-hmm. Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, pretty much all through that. And then some through email, Like, but my email list came purely from people opting in through Instagram. Okay. So I would say- 90% of my clients came from Instagram.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's amazing the way that social media, especially Instagram, has been able to be a platform for those business. And even myself can learn a lot from Instagram and just scrolling and just seeing a bunch of new people and having these experiences that you didn't even know existed and creating jobs that <laughs> didn't even know existed, right? <laughs> Exactly. And like yeah. Instagram
1: is kind of the new Google, right? You want to learn how
2: to do something. You like go to Instagram. exactly yeah. <laughs> Right.
0: Um, and you can even yeah. use the hashtags. Like this is something that I use for myself as well. If you're looking a particular like subject or, and you want to learn about it, you can click the hashtags and see everyone or the tags, like what is the content that is delivered about this subject and learn so much from it.
1: Yeah. yeah so a big part of what I do is teaching my clients how to use social media for business. So yeah. Very important.
0: And um,
2: speaking further on your journey, how did you find life in the Cayman Islands, especially after living in New York City for seven years? The Cayman Islands was my therapy.
0: <laughs> I can <laughs> imagine.
1: Know, I mean, it's beautiful. I don't have to explain to anyone like how beautiful the Caribbean is, but <laughs> it. New York, I loved, like it will always have a place in my heart and I miss it a lot, especially right now while I can't really even go visit. yeah. But I needed a break. I needed to get away from the like hustle mindset and slow down a little bit. And there were a lot of things which I didn't realize at the time um, that I had been kind of avoiding by making myself busy, like personal stuff that I needed to work on. So when I moved to the Cayman Islands, it kind of created that space for me because I wasn't, I was working in a gym full-time, busy, and I wasn't on the go all the time. And people, I made actually deeper friendships there because people just had more time for you. Everyone was so welcoming and not in a hurry.
0: It was more of like a community of all of you together. I think that's something that we might be hard to cultivate like in New York just because it's so busy and Everyone is just on the go, go, go.
1: It is. I mean, New York, definitely there's a connection between like there are things that living in New York, only another person who lived in New York would get. Right. Yeah. There's that connection. And like just seeing through this past year, the community and the way that everyone comes together there, it's it's pretty incredible. Like it's a very unique place, mm-hmm. um, but it is people are they're hustling because they have to pay rent and they have to it's just the lifestyle there. So you forget sometimes how important relationships are until you slow down
0: yeah so just from everything that I gathered from you before and like so you built your business and uh, you're still working on it you're creating your programs as well what would you say are like the main challenges that come with building a business the
1: biggest one that I found for myself and that I see with pretty much all of my clients is the mindset aspect pretty much all the challenges are mindset. yeah we get in our own way right um Definitely the fear of what other people are going to think if you start putting yourself out there, especially using social media, that maybe you were only using your account for personal stuff and showing your dog or your vacation. And now all of a sudden you're talking about your business or you're showing up as an expert in whatever it is, the -hmm. industry that you're in. There's this fear that people are going to judge you, or you're going to get backlash, or they're going to tell you you can't do it, which is mostly in our heads. There's always going to be some negative Nancy's out there. (laughs) Obviously. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of the huge ones for sure.
0: Honestly, I can speak to that as well. Like when we just started the podcast, one of the things that I I was thinking about is how it will be perceived by other people. What would people think? Like, would we do like, a good job with people just say this is like a student-led podcast so I can definitely 100% agree that the mindset and like all these voices inside of your head either like they're real or not real just like made up in your head um, are a factor and like a big thing to like get over.
1: I mean if you're standing true to your values and who you know you are as a person then you can be confident that whatever someone else comes at you and says, if you are getting a lot of that, it's generally a reflection of how they feel about it or something going on with them. And really like you're mirroring that back to them for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it gives you something to think about. You know, I've, I've had some feedback before where I'm like, at first got really defensive and then I was like,
2: you know. Let me think about it. <laughs>
1: yeah, let me think about it. And And so being open-minded and willing to accept feedback but having that list of people who, I think it's Brene Brown who talks about this, whose feedback is, like, super important to you. I mean, or whose feedback matters. I forget what she calls it. Yeah. But these five people, your opinion matters, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I always read her books and I watch her show as well. And this is something that I learned from her as well. And she was, like, write down three people or five people, like, on a piece of paper. And those people are the people you trust their feedback and, like, you trust that they they have like the best intention for you or like you just basically trust them and ignore the rest.
1: Exactly. And that list, it could change over time, but that list is important. So if you're listening and you don't have a list of people (laughs) you can trust and take their feedback, then I would suggest
0: making that. Definitely.
1: But yeah, the mindset, I mean, going back to the challenges, like your thoughts drive your actions. So everything, like we said, is Googleable or Instagram searchable or whatever. Like you can figure out how to do something. It's never that's never really the obstacle. There's always a way or someone you can talk to. The mm-hmm. question is, what's stopping you from doing that, or what's mm-hmm. making you quote fail when you try? And usually, that always comes back to your beliefs because that yeah. drives action.
0: Yeah. So, Julia, I know that you started a program. Can you tell us a little bit more about it and like how it came to life?
1: Yeah. Step Up is my, my little baby. Um, <laughs> so it came to life, like I said in the beginning, out of a need for people who wanted to grow their online businesses, specifically in the fitness industry. I, I knew I could help them. In what capacity can I provide a service to these people who need my help? I created a group program, mm-hmm. Step Up, which is a 12-week, it's a course but also has an element of live coaching. So it's for coaches who want to either build from scratch or grow their online business, bring in income online. And we do weekly coaching calls where I get to live coach them through whatever issues it is they're dealing with that week. Um, I give them a, I call it a curriculum, but it's like video modules that teach them start to finish, how to set up your business. From how to like what to do once you actually have clients and you want to keep getting more. Um, so I assign them, like, watch this video this week, watch this video next week. And then we have like a Facebook group where we kind of, they can ask questions. I'll go live in there, I'll share things mm-hmm. with them. But essentially, throughout the 12 weeks, they're all like figuring out who it is they want to help with this business. And then by the end of the 12 weeks, they're launching their own either program or coaching service.
0: Oh, okay. And, like, I think by having access to you, like, over Facebook and everything, they can also, like, ask questions or get feedback if it's, like, more tailored toward their business, given that I'm not – I don't think, like, all of them will have, like, same ideas or uh, same businesses.
1: Yeah, the whole – I mean, the goal for me – I could have just created here a bunch of videos to watch um, step-by-step how to build your business and not had that, that like, Q&A coaching – aspect to it. Um, But I'm like a coach. That's just what I love to do. Like, I don't want to just give people information. I want to make sure that they are implementing and like working through their issues, the mindset stuff. So that Facebook group is a really good place for people to not feel stuck Mm -hmm. or procrastinate because I'm like, yeah, this video, did you do this
0: thing I asked you to do? Oh my God. Yeah. That's a big thing. I feel procrastination is a big thing, especially when You're sabotaging yourself with just, I don't know, ideas or things or thoughts that you have in mind, like having someone pushing you and like a little bit more accountable for these. I think it helps tremendously.
2: I like how it's set up so it works through COVID as well because it's all virtual. I started doing it before COVID,
1: not too long before COVID started. Um, But then, so my group that had started in February, they were all like, a month into the program when suddenly we were locked down everyone's wanted to go virtual which also means that like 50 million other business coaches have popped up being like here I can teach you how to do this I can teach you so even though the demand has gone up the supply it seems has as well so it's it's been actually a little bit of a struggle to like get my voice out there and have it like heard over the tons of other
0: do you feel that COVID-19 impacted like these new businesses or even established businesses as well?
1: Definitely ones that weren't virtual, for sure, obviously. Right. It's been interesting watching because I'm still very much like connected in the fitness industry in New York. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really sad actually watching a lot of gyms who I had friends who worked at these gyms shut down, shut their doors for good. Mm-hmm. But it's also really empowering to see those same trainers and instructors be like, okay, my gym no longer exists, I'm going to go out and do this thing on my own. I've been talking about doing this thing on my own for a couple years now, but I never really tried to do it. And now I have to, So I'm going to make it work.
0: (laughs) I I noticed that as well, like just with uh, trainers that we have, like, um, I've been seeing more people putting content online, and even more people are willing to actually train and like work out even at home, given that we don't really have a lot to do inside we can't go outside so why not just work out <laughs> and
2: I find that like you said um you're forced to adapt in these times even if you weren't willing to do it before Sometimes yeah that's like a little like pulling the rug out from under you <laughs> exactly <laughs> Get your act together.
0: and uh also like as a business coach you're part of like your clients like day-to-day as you said and like do you find yourself like wearing more than one hat
1: oh yeah I think I put up a post on this on Instagram It was like hats that you wear as a coach, which is true. I found true not just in business coaching, but also when I was working full time in fitness. You think that you're just there to teach someone how to exercise, and I think that I'm just there to teach them how to grow business. But then you're also a mindset coach. You're also a cheerleader. You're also sometimes you're their only advocate and supporter because the Mm -hmm. rest of their family or their friends or whoever doesn't they don't get it. Um, so it's definitely, it can be a lot of hats and a lot of roles, which is a lot of, can feel like a lot of responsibility. And I've Mm -hmm. had to do a lot of work to separate, like, you know, I'm responsible to my clients, but I'm not responsible for them. So they're responsible for their actions. I'm responsible for doing the thing that I told them I would help them with, but at the end of the day, you know, they're their own person. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they they need to do their part as well. For the people who are listening to us right now and like maybe thinking about building a business as well, what would you say are the crucial aspects to keep in mind when building a business?
1: The first one would definitely be, and this is one of the very first things that I teach is figuring, getting some clarity Mm -hmm. on who this business is for. Well, it's for you, but who you're trying to help and what problem you're solving Because sometimes you think everybody needs one thing and really they don't need that at all. They need something totally different. So getting a lot of clarity there before you go and invest a bunch of money in a logo and a website and, or if you're selling a product, you know, you don't want to buy buy a bunch of something and then not be able to sell it. (laughs) So clarity would be number one. Um, the next thing I would say is getting support. It's really easy when you're trying to figure things out on your own to get stuck, especially if you're a perfectionist, um, like not having that person to be like, it's okay, just do it. It's going to suck the first time, but you're going (laughs) to learn, um, so finding someone that has been in your shoes, not necessarily created the exact business you want to create, but, someone who's done the thing and can mentor you or coach you or at least give you guidance
0: Mm -hmm. as
1: to where you should and should not be spending your time and money because it can be really confusing at the beginning.
0: That was one of the things that we also like learn in class. They always ask you like know your target audience, who you're talking to, uh, like what are the things to focus on and I think just as someone like who took these classes, I always think about it even like in your day-to-day life because it helps you eliminate a lot of options and like narrow your focus on one specific thing so you can excel.
1: There's all kinds of people, right? Like I'm someone who needs to who I like to go deep into one thing and like have one main focus. Mm -hmm. That's just how I am. Some people are entrepreneurs by nature and they want to like have a million different things going on and and neither one is right or wrong. But even if you are the second one, if you like to have a bunch of different projects, you can't start them all and grow them all at one time. You kind of have to make sure one is is good before you move on to the next or else Mm -hmm. you're not going to go deep on any of them.
0: Yeah. Would you say there are like some common misconceptions about starting a business? I think a lot of people, and again,
1: it depends what type of business you want to start, but people are under the impression that it requires a lot of money to start a business mm-hmm. and of course if you want to start a brick and mortar you know something that has a storefront or whatever you have you have to have some money um but with a virtual business you literally do not need i ran my business outside of my initial investment in my business coach i my monthly costs were 200 dollars a month for like my first Year. Oh wow! Of, because all I needed, and that was actually on the higher end. I paid for a platform that hosted like my website and my email list and my whole course curriculum. Um, you don't have to pay for that. You can like piece it together. There's literally free technology for pretty much everything you want to do, as long as you have a way to collect payment from people, mm-hmm. um, a way to communicate with people, like social media, which is free.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Assuming you have a smartphone and um, what's the third thing I always tell people, I always say like legally making sure that you are either protected or like you're allowed to do, like you shouldn't be giving people diet plans if you're not a registered dietitian, that type of thing. Um, So as long as you're legally like protected, then you don't need anything. You're good to
0: go. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. You said it that you don't need a lot of money to start a business because you we're always under the impression that you need a lot of money to start you need like a lot of funding but today with like social media with the internet it made it more accessible
1: and I mean that's me saying that I'm taking a lot for granted right that I have a roof over my head and I have food and I have internet and I have like there's definitely an element of of privilege involved in being, having the luxury to do this. And Mm -hmm. I respect people who are working like two jobs and starting a side hustle. I'm like, man, props to you because I can only focus on (laughs) one at a time. And I have had the luxury to do that through either saving money from past jobs so that I could like support myself in the transition or building it slowly around, you know, working in a gym But yeah, I mean, if you have the basics, like your basic needs covered, then you don't need a lot more than that other than just time and energy.
0: So we're getting towards the end of the episode. And I have one last question for you before we move to the rapid three, two, one. So I know that you love books. And my question is, if you could only recommend one book, like one favorite book, what would it be?
1: Oh, that is so hard.
0: I know. I always go with the questions if you can only pick one or if you can only recommend one.
1: No, it's good. It's good. And I think the reason it's hard because is because I think a book means something to you if you're like ready for it and you need it at that time. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna say a book and then some people don't need it. But I will say that the book that kind of like turned things around with me or planted like the entrepreneurial Seeds in my mind, and this is going to sound super cheesy, but was You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, which I was like hesitant to pick up in the bookstore for so long because it just, I'm like, I'm not buying a book called You Are a Badass. <laughs> 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 stupid. Um, but what I don't even remember what she said in that book, and I think I was at like a really, a really vulnerable point in my life, like in just personal stuff and career and everything that it like spoke to me. And I, when I finished that book, I was like, I'm going to get shit done now. (laughs) and It just kind of like reignited a a flame for me. So if anyone out there is is kind of feeling like they're in a slump or needs to like get things going or excite themselves again, then that is it.
0: We also have a book club within our organization. So this is another reason why I started to ask our guests of their favorite books or books I recommend so we can add it to the list. So I'm excited.
1: So I have a book list if anyone wants to download it. It's juliaavery.com book list. I'm pretty sure I said that right. Um, But it has all the books that I've read in 2019 and 2020. And I'll be updating it in real time for this year. So
0: Now we will move to the rapid three, two, one. So essentially you will have three questions and the first question will have a three word answer. The second question will have a two word answer and the last question will have a one word answer. So for the first question, what are the three values that got you where you are today? If you have to pick three values, what would they be?
1: So the first one would be integrity. Mm -hmm. like Doing what I said I'm going to do, not compromising on things not cheating not you know like being true to myself and to other people the second one would be authenticity because that's like that's a huge core value for me personally and in my business is being I don't want anyone to see me one way for example on social media and then start working with me and find that I'm like a totally different person like what you see is what you get (laughs) I will keep it real with you there's no fake Fake stuff here. And then the last one I think would be inclusivity, making sure that everyone knows that they are welcome in this space. And there is not ever going to be any judgment. You can feel free to call me out on something. Like, I'm all about learning. And I think that we can all learn and do better. And we can only, you know, we're acting, we're doing our best given our level of knowledge or given the information we have right now. So, I'm always open to learning more about different people and different ways of living and I want people to know that this is a space for
0: anyone. Definitely, we need that now more than ever, I think. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, for sure.
0: So, for the second question, uh what are the two things that make you feel motivated and inspired? So, let's say when things are not going your way or um what would keep you going? What are the two things that would keep you going?
1: The first one is my clients, especially when things aren't going my way in my business is I look at what I teach (laughs) and I'm like, are you doing this? Are you practicing what you preach? So seeing my clients implement that stuff and seeing them work really hard and seeing them be vulnerable and putting themselves out there always motivates me to, to show up and do the same. And the second one would be, it's kind of a, a combo of like music and outdoors. So going for a walk outside with my headphones in and just like clearing my head, putting on a song that gets me pumped up. I think music involves yeah. so much emotion. So if there's something I feel like is stuck and it can't get out, that always like helps me release.
2: That's so relevant to today's age in the last couple of months. I feel that going outdoors completely can change my mood as well. You just need that fresh air sometimes to get out. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. And you forget sometimes.
1: And you're like, I don't have time to go outside. I don't want to. And then you do and you're like, oh.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's the best break you ever knew you needed.
0: So we only have one question left. Um, So what is the one skill that you think is important in all aspects of life?
1: I'm going to go with communication being able to communicate with people first with yourself of like having honest conversations with yourself and understanding yourself and then with others just eliminates so much frustration and enables us to have conversations that are actually productive and get us somewhere um helps us not hold on to things and act in ways that aren't in alignment with who we want to be just because we're like bottling things up so yeah i would say
0: communication for life and business yeah i think also as you said like as a business coach communication matters a lot and also for entrepreneurs as well just because you need to be communicating with your clients you need to be communicating with your partners as well and um it's i think it's it's a very crucial aspect of your business
1: you need to communicate your boundaries. That's been a huge one that's come up with both your clients as well as people in in your life and ask for what you need because people can't read your mind.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So I guess we reached the end of our episode. Thank you so much for joining us. This was fun.
1: Thank you. This was such a great conversation. I was taking notes. I have so many ideas <laughs> <think> about now. <laughs>